Hi and welcome to day 2 episode 10. Um, took a while to get us all together but we finally managed to get together on Zoom and preview our playoff semi-final against Brentford which is something I never thought we'd be saying at the end of the season so uh, enjoy. How's everyone doing? Everyone recovered from uh, from Reading? Just about. No. <laughs> Do you know I don't I don't think I got my head around it. Like I didn't sleep. Like I've been I've been going to sleep quite early through lockdowns and knackered, but I was up all night thinking about that game. Yeah, I, was up, I couldn't sleep all night either. It's a really strange one, but it's not going to last game this season because something played poorly. Normally, quite nervous, but there's more nerves all day. There's more nerves just because I thought it's not going to happen. I resigned myself to the fact that it was all very realistic. We can't really drop points. I thought we're not going to be bred in by left and sort of forcing to get back that they don't get much away. Because for calm or it's probably calm until the point forest when one nil down. Yeah. I had to remind myself. I had to remind myself that there was a game happening, which I've had to do a lot yeah. in lockdown, because you because you're out of the yeah. routine of go in. Yeah. It's no longer a social thing, so I've had to put reminders on my phone and say, right, Swans are on today. And um, yeah, like you, yeah, I was pretty relaxed going into it. Just, I just thought, oh, we'll, we'll play out the typical end of season game. It'll, it'll feel very much like a friendly, especially with no fans there. And um, it turned out to be the, the most 2020 game ever. Ridiculous. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I completely wrote this off, right? Because I didn't even think about this, the, the Forest game. Because it just didn't seem, oh, oh yeah, all right, it was mathematically possible, but it just didn't seem realistic. So I was thinking, right, well, it's, it's all on Cardiff. And then when I saw, obviously, Cardiff took quite an early lead, and then I thought, well, that's that then. And then as the goal sort of started going in our favour, I was like, nah, nah, no, no way. It's impossible, absolutely impossible. And I didn't, I didn't start believing until about the 60th minute, and I thought, do you know what? This, this is on. This, this could happen. Yeah. I think when Ralph Pledge scored, and then I think McLean scored for Stoke, and two and a in quite close succession, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, hello, we need three goals instead of the last sort of quarter effect, you know, with the drinks break. But um, yeah, I still didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, I was watching scores frantically from the start of the game. I was yeah. repeat, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. But I'm not going to lie, that was more in expectation of Forrest taking the lead, just to put me out of any kind of misery. I didn't realise that um, Forrest were on quite a bad run. Um, yeah, really bad. Day, and I, I didn't realise that because when you see a team just kind of lodged in fifth, you you just you don't expect them to drop out. Do you? I mean, you expect sixth place. It was Cardiff or nothing, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And uh, right. don't don't forget when the uh, when the season resumed, it was all like the last sixth spot, hmm. and it was the fifth spot that ended up being taken another six. Yeah. It was bizarre. Um, I mean, obviously Cardiff were going to win. I worry about Cardiff, mind, um, in terms really of... Really good run. Yeah, playing well. Yeah, I mean, usually when, when Cardiff go into a playoff situation, it, it's, you know, you get a little jit of excitement because they invariably balls it up. But I, I think there's... They, they, seem, they seem to be made of sterner stuff mentally at the moment. They, they were 14th uh, when you took over. So, yeah. It's a bit, bit worrying. 
But the only good omen is that Jay Bothroyd's been tweeting stuff quite early, and normally when that happens, it's all just be on. So let's hope he's true to form again. Yeah. I, I nearly tweeted um, Jay Bothroyd during the Reading game, actually, to say, look, you know, keep the faith, Swans fans. Stranger things have happened. Jay Bothroyd has more England caps than Leon Britton. Yeah. But um, he's quite vocal on Twitter, and I just couldn't, I couldn't be done with him coming back. I mean, I was trying to watch a game, so... I've um, I've I've bookmarked. I know I come back to bite the ass, but I bookmarked his tweet from a little while ago. So my gap. Got that. Got that ready to go if uh, if it all goes to be Speaking of tweets, did, did anyone see all the swans are forced to take about Sunday's game being uh, available in the black market area? Yeah. Does anyone know what the fuck that means? Dark market. Dark market. So, yeah, rather than black market. Dark. Market. It's basically, um, from what I understand, countries where they don't have like your Sky Sports subscriptions, etc. There's places where you can only watch the game um, if you've got Swans TV. But if there's an alternative option, but that's still, legitimate still, game, you can't watch still it. available to us, obviously. Not only on, on Sky Sports. Only on Sky Sports. Oh, it's, got it, yeah. it's annoying that it, it should be on Swans TV live. At the end of the day, we haven't got the option to go to the stadium. If if we could go to the stadium, guaranteed, we'd all be there. Yeah. The problem is the problem is that is Sky have got an exclusive rights deal, and the other argument would have been that if it the been in the stadium, we'd have to pay for tickets. So we were having the games free in lieu of the tickets we'd paid for in advance. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the, the playoff game, we'd have to pay 35 quid ahead anyway. Look, um, I'd be, I'd have, I'd be happy to Sky, pay that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's Sky's fault more than so I'd rather watch Sam. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to be fair, you've got, I, and, I, and I know there's the argument about putting money into the club as opposed to Sky. What, what are you looking at? £10 for the game if you were to buy it off the Swans. Yeah. Yeah, something like seven pound for day pass on Sky anyway. Yeah. So they're, they're yeah. doing like nine pound um, promotions like a week, which cover all the playoffs from. Yeah, it's not, not, not going to be you know it's not going to be a very hard ship to most yeah. people. I'm just bitter about it because I live in a listed building and we're not allowed to have Sky. Yeah. Are you not? <laughs> no. How are you going to? Sorry, I'll go on. Well, I'm reporting to me in the middle of town hill. There's not many listed buildings, so I, I'm alright with having no tariffs. But. Oh, I, I'm gonna borrow someone's dodgy fire stick and watch it on there. Uh, if, if you're struggling, mate, give me give me a buzz because I've got um, a SkyGo account that you can tap into. Yeah, I'm gonna say you might be similar as well. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, I, might have, I might have something similar too. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Oh, that's, do you know what? That actually works out better and save me a load of money in diesel. Yeah. Sweet, no problem. Um, next agenda, Al. If you've got it well, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, if you want to speak about a little bit more about the, the Reading game and sort of what happened, obviously we know it was miraculous, but some of the events in the game are Reading. Wayne Rutledge scoring a header to yeah. get us into the playoffs. Um, coming off... Couldn't the, write it. In, yeah, injuring himself in the process. Uh, yeah, you, you can write there. Um, as for... It couldn't go to a better person in the club. It couldn't, you know... If you've got the picks out of that spot, it's got a winning goal who's deserving of that moment. You probably pick Green Rock better, you Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, never mind the head though, which is miraculous. It's his first goal. His first goal was brilliant. Um, uh, unbelievable. Bruce, Bruce does. I, I missed Bruce does, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bruce first does a crap, yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. But I, I just just it's been refreshing just the change in uh, the change in formation and, and the change of Fortune's last brought about. Um, looks, looks stuck on the weekend, though, don't you? It looks like we have to go back to a back four for Brentford. 
Yeah, well, he did, didn't he? Um, obviously, yeah. later on in the Reading game, I mean, that was that was more necessity of chasing the game at that point, I guess. But um, and the horns, hopefully, the going back to four, going back to four at the back now. Um, hopefully, we kind of get away with it a bit because we've got that bit of confidence behind us. Do you know what I mean? Like we've sneaked into the playoffs. No one expected us to be there. We're kind of like the only team there with nothing to lose. Lose, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Cardiff for a Premier League club last year. Do you know what I mean? There's pressure on yeah. them to get back up there. Brentford have um, blown too big up. You know, Brentford have been, been there, there or thereabouts for a couple of seasons. And, and Fulham as well, you know, a Premier League club. So, so they would say. So I, I'd say we're the only one without any pressure on us, to be honest. But yeah, I'd say we definitely got the least pressure. I, you know, I, I personally would take a gamble and stick with the three at the back against Brentford, right? And I know it doesn't necessarily suit playing against them, but the two games we played them this season were four at the back. They've absolutely humped us. Yeah. And then I just say stick with it. All of the all of the form, all of the confidence has been built on that formation. It suits obviously Bidwell and and uh, and Roberts. Um, I think Bidwell looks like a lost sheep in a back four, but on this, you know, in this three slash five, he's just a different player. Absolutely I'm, I'm, different player. Angry here. Yeah, agree here. Well, yeah. as well. But, I mean, what a revelation got, he's been. The problem yeah. you've got, boys, is you stuck for centre halves because the only two fit centre halves for the weekend are Cavango and Brady. What's happening with Wilmot? Wilmot out for the rest of the season. Yeah, oh, did you, did, yeah, didn't you go back to Watford? Yeah, yeah, so Rodon's out, Van der Horn's out, um, Wilmot's out, Norton's out. So we've only got two people who can play centre-half, which is why it looks like it's going to be... About, um, uh, what about Norton coming in centre-back? He, no, he, he's out, he's um, banned. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's banned after his tackle. Against, uh, was it three oh, games, yeah, was it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, three, was it three, three games? Three games. He's got to be regretting that now. Yeah. Um, three games. But yeah, that's that's us for the back end. Yeah. So Rob Ledger plays centre back. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He can go up for corners. He can go up for corners and get his head on a few. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's, what's everyone make of the uh, Selena situation? Not that there's any sort of public situation playing out, but there's clearly something going on. Do you not think? He's off. Yeah. He's off. Something's obviously gone on. Obviously, they're protecting what's gone on for whatever reason. But yeah. you know, it's obvious that something's happened. You see, there's, there's no, there's no way. I, I know. Obviously, you've got Gallagher, um, who works harder, who plays in the number ten. But there's no way that he doesn't get a game at any point, either in ten or on left wing, unless there's something. Yeah, without some kind of forward. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't seem like like you kind of keep an eye on his body language and stuff, which is difficult when he's not playing. But he doesn't seem sort of like. Disengaged, but any point, I wouldn't say he's fully engaged, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's disengaged. Oh, I know. Um, you know, you've seen him take apart the celebrations, and you know, willing the team to win. He's obviously not at the point where he's refused to sit on the bench. So I, I just don't understand, you know, what's going on because, you know, if, if you if you were a manager and you've got a player in that situation, um, you know, you've had a, a falling out, perhaps. And he, you know, the, the players looking to leave the club in the summer, you'd still make use of him from the bench, at least. You know, even if you didn't want to give him the satisfaction of starting the game, you'd you'd make use of him, especially like you know, um, in games like Red, they were chasing it, you know, we're chasing that 
playoff spot, he would have been there perfect for him. Didn't need him in the end, but he's a, he's a cracking player. I think the problem with you know Cooper's very structured as well, isn't he? He likes structure, 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 and everyone works for the team. I I think with Selena, you you have to play yeah, him. I don't think Lee Cooper's Lee Cooper's prepared to play a system where you're allowing someone to freely do what they want in an attacking sense and not do everything going backwards. Um, and I think that might be a big problem. You look at Gallagher, and the first you get from Gallagher before any fault is 100%. And I know he's caught in the ball, he's been hit by Mr. Times, he's been a bit inconsistent. But the one thing he's never lacked, he's never lacked heart, he's never lacked desire, he's never not run for team. And you don't get that from Cena. Um, I mean, I've been willing Gallagher on for his first goal. I really hope it comes against Brentford. That would be big to three times. Or the winning goal in the final against the scum. If we actually get to the final and face Cardiff, I, I, I don't want to. I, no, not me, me, not I, did, I didn't want to do it in, in 2011. Um, no, I've seen it. But I, I don't. Red didn't stuff in them 3-0 in 2011. I don't think. Like, if we do meet them in the final, I'll, I'll count it uh, a good thing that fans aren't allowed there. Because for one, I don't think I'd be able to take the heartache of not getting a ticket. And if I did get a ticket, I don't think my heart would take take the strain of the game. Like it's just, you know, I've lived in fear. Imagine losing a game there. Absolutely, I've lived in fear of a, a South Wales derby final since before it's been likely to be challenging for playoffs. Never mind getting there. The other problem you've got, which I know it doesn't apply so much to Aaron over the border, but um, the pubs in Wales open a day before the playoff final, <laughs> so you have the pubs open a day before. And then South Wales Derby. They, they might want to delay that. <laughs> yeah, 100% they'll be delaying that. Most of South Wales will be in London anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, if, if, if they, they go will, down. And, and they will, when they, they converge on London, you know, whether, you know, whether obviously they can't. I, I don't know if you've seen Colin Murray's um, review um, on Quest of the day, and, and he was saying, joking about, he said, you know, he's then going for Cardiff's on the final. He said, what day? Behind closed doors, bitter rivals. He said, "You'll still end up in '94." Us. Says, "How do you? It's hard enough to police it in a bubble game, but how do you police it when it's in a neutral ground? The ground is closed, and people are just converging from everywhere yeah. on." And, and it's, it's one of those situations where you, it, it's safer to let a, let a number of supporters in because yeah. that number of supporters yeah. have off the streets. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's, fans, not, yeah. that's not possible, but. You know, fans are used to socially distancing in grounds anyway. So exactly. That's why they've that's why they flourished during lockdown. Yeah, they used to the empty stadiums. At- atmosphere and, hasn't changed. They're all related anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all in one bubble. But the, but, um, you know, the, the thought of potentially losing a playoff final, oh, right? No, no, then, it just we would literally hear about it for the rest of our lives. Uh, but on the flip yeah, side, I, mean, I would also remind them of it yeah. for the rest of my life. That's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Is, is the reward probably isn't worth the risk? Because the reward is that you repel them. Until, until the day you die, you're going to be mm. mentioning that game. But it you wouldn't also know, what you No, exactly. But you also know if you're the losing side, you can never escape it. No matter what you ever achieve, you'll never escape it. Yeah. But it's like it's, Rolf Harris now. He's just come out of prison, but he's always going to be a nonce. <laughs> He's always going to be known for two little boys. Yeah. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was nervous enough, boys, when we played them in the um, pre-sort of resumption friendlies. I was nervous watching those not known the scores, never mind a playoff final. Mm. Hopefully Fulham will uh, 
we'll do a job on them anyway. So we'll see. How do you think the playoffs are going to turn no, out if you had to make the prediction? Uh, do, do you know what? Think, yeah. I, I've not... Normally when we're going to playoff campaign, nervous, trying to predict the games. I'm, I'm, I'm still at that phase where I just think, oh, I'm just glad to be there. I didn't think we were. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to be there. I just, I feel a lot better. Like, don't get me wrong. That, that's, that's not me accepting defeat willingly. Um, it, it's just not stirring the, the nervous energy in me that it normally does. That might change come Sunday night. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put out with the, um, the similarities between this and the League One playoffs in 2006, where the Swans finished sixth on the final day of the season, meaning that Forest finished seventh. Swansea then played Brentford in the playoffs. Yeah, Brentford yeah, finished third, exactly the same. We beat Brentford. We ended up playing fifth place in the playoff final, which is Barnsley, and okay. losing our penalties. And this year, <laughs> fifth place. There's all that. Cardiff fifth, wasn't Yeah, Cardiff fifth. So if they played out exactly how it did in 2006, you'd be looking at the Swansea Cardiff playoff final, and Barnsley obviously beat us on penalties. So. Yeah, thanks for that, Al. If we beat Brentford, we're going to have. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm I think absolutely so. certain we're going up then. Yeah, I mean, I and even if it is a South Wales yeah. derby final, I, I, I think we'll end it. We play. Yeah, 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 we we play better than them. Even though they know, yeah. I hate to admit it, they're in bloody good form, but we do play better football than them now that we've had the change of system. And do you know what? I still watch their highlights and. It's still very much get the ball back to front as quick as possible, mm. pick up your second balls and go from there. And it's what they struggle to do against us both times. And I think the big pitch, we've got some big players. I, you know, I'm not saying confident, but you know, I certainly wouldn't put it against us going put out a good performance. And if we play well, which I think we can perform on that stage, if we play well, I don't see them beating us. They're the team I actually fear the least in, yeah. in the playoffs is Cardiff. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember a couple of minutes ago when I said didn't have any nervous energy about the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, <I changed. laughs> yeah, I got it now. I think Brentford will be a Brentford will be a massive game. I, I know this is really bad, but I'd love to go to Griffin Park and beat them there and not make the playoffs. The last ever game at home. Oh yeah, yeah. What what a game that would be. Yeah. I went up there last season and I, I was wearing my Potter and we bloody. Well, we went 3 0 up in about uh, bloody 30 seconds. Uh, it took it no time at all. And I thought, oh. oh, God, we're on for a cricket score, you. Yeah. Brilliant away day. And then um, they started clawing it back and clawing it back, but luckily they ran out of time. Yeah, they hit the bar, didn't they? Like one minute left. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, they kind of done the same to us this year. They started running away with it. Mm. But yeah, I think if we beat Brentford, I'd be pretty confident wherever we come up against yeah. if we beat Brentford, because we'll have to play well. Oh, yeah. They're on a bit of a poor dungeon the last two Yeah, hopefully, um, mentally, they are exhausted as well, yeah. especially after uh, not two seeing wins. Motion, so. two, Yeah, two games. They needed to win one game against 17th and was it 20 seconds or that? And you know, lost both. Lost both late as well. I just hope their heads are bollocks and then we can yeah. uh, take advantage of it because yeah. I think mentally, our, our squad now, especially after obviously Reading. I think we're we're probably the morale is probably the highest of all the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. All Cardiff were were bitter about the fact that we got in there. Yeah, Cooper's obviously uh, done a bit of a job in pulling the football as well before. So 
Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'll come back home. Yeah. Have you seen um have you seen Neil Harris's interview about the fact there's no fans in the stadium and how it affects Cardiff? Uh, he was talking some bollocks. He was saying, "Oh yeah, Cardiff yeah. have got one, you know, one of the noisiest fan bases in yeah. the football uh, in the championship." But I was like, "What are you talking about? So you Cardiff, not? Cardiff have got the biggest disadvantage because no fans in the stadium because the atmosphere in the Cardiff City Stadium um, doesn't compare to any other three. Um, it means that they can go anywhere without fearing away fans because they're so used to noise. But any club having to go to Cardiff Stadium." He was there for the derby, they didn't fucking say a word. Has he, yeah, they didn't. Um, and has he not looked into their average attendance over the last, well, let's just say since the stadium opened, it's absolutely woeful. The only time I, you know, in all the derbies I've been to there, the only time there's ever really been any kind of good atmosphere is when they score. You, you, can go to, you can go and watch Cardiff on any given Saturday and there'll be more people in Ikea. Yeah. yeah. That, that game earlier in the season where they played Luton at home in the Cup, their attendance oh, was 4,500. They remind me of the Jason Johnson's pink trophy. Yeah. <laughs> you get a whole road to yourself. Just stick them in the FAW Premier Cup and fuck them off. What's, um, what's everyone's thoughts on Cooper then, guys? The, the doubters have gone silent, which is, which is nice because I do think you should look at the bigger picture. Um, and, and judge him at the end of the season, which we're almost at now. I backed him all season. I've been a fan all season. I do think you can still have, you know, we finished six and we, he's done an incredible job. <laughs> I think, I, I think, think some, of the, some of the criticism is <clears throat> still valid. There's more, you know, there's more getting away from the fact that times put all people are. Yeah, uh, you, can, you can be Cooper in and, and still have your yeah, criticisms of him. Um, because I, I think a lot of people me, fall into that bracket. Yeah. For me, the job he's done has been remarkable. I was looking at earlier boys um, last season's table. I think we're I think we're still like eight points better off, or no, we're certainly considerably better off. The four point, the four places better off. Yes, yeah, so we made sixty-five points last year, seventy points this year. Obviously, you've gone from tenth to sixth, and you look at the fact that he's taken over club who's just lost Dan James, Ollie McBurney just before the start of the season, um, like to Leroy Fur has left. You've had five hundred thousand pounds to spend. Um, you've brought in all these youngsters, which his contacts have brought in many of them. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I think you look. The only thing I can say negative about him compared to Potter is the style of play hasn't always been there. But there's a lot of things last year, boys, which we which we lack, and we criticised Potter for, which was resilience first and foremost, being a soft touch, and um, not bouncing back in games where we you know where we struggled, not. Game management poor. I know we've lost a lot of points late on the game, but we've gained an awful lot as well. You know, you look at Leeds away, you look at Wigan away, you look at 91st minute winner away to Redden, or 94th minute away to Redden, um, to do the job that we've done. I, I can't really praise him enough. And we've done it with Rodon missing for three and a half months, Commander Hall missing for three and a half months. I just can't, can't, can't really pick any faults. Oh, he's on to loan signings really well, actually, because I I seen I seen someone's um they were uh, they were Cooper out and the the kind of um, logic they were playing was was that he's only done well because of the loan signings and I, and I had to remind the guy that you know those loan signings would have been loan signings for teams like Fulham, Nottingham Forest, and other yeah. Championship rivals had we not had Cooper in charge. Yeah. Um, so that that very much is a you know a 
captain is fairer. So um, you, you've got to give it to him. The recruitment loan signings. You've got six six loan signings, and they've all had valuable contributions. Yeah. Like the one you would, you know, if you'd have asked, if you'd have recorded this a month ago, the one you would have questioned is probably Quahey. And all of a sudden, he's become one of our most important players. Yeah. And that, and that just sort of like, it, it does highlight, doesn't it, you know, that, that the championship is, I know it's a cliche, but it's a marathon. And, you know, there are players that will be frustrated, not playing well, not getting opportunities. Probably hearing from their managers, look, stick it out, you'll get a chance, you'll get a chance. And it, it just goes to show that, you know, more often than not, that, that rings true in the championship. Especially when you went to the playoffs, because you know you're adding you're adding three extra games a season. So I think uh, I'll just summed it up sort of perfectly there with Cooper. Now I'll be honest: before this change of style to the you know the, the change of system to the three at the back, I, I was really starting to to lose the faith. I wasn't like Cooper out, but I was really really starting to struggle because it was obvious that something needed to change. Yeah, and um, there was a lot of frustrations at the lack of subs made or the very late timing of subs. Um, there were things that you know we would all see and talk about and be screaming about, and it was like, why aren't you doing it? It's obvious, just do it, do it, do it. And I was really starting to lose patience. But then when he went, well, when I first saw then, what three or five at the back, and I thought, oh god, here we go. He's going Paul Clement, and. Then I just thought, oh my God. But then, I know I'm normally quite against that three or five at the back system. Um, the only one time I've ever really seen it work well was Conte's first season at Chelsea. And, you know, he, that was absolutely brilliant. And then the times that we've tried it in recent history, it was just awful. Yeah. But, oh, wow. so what, what a change. Like, it, it's, it's, pushed me firmly, firmly back in, okay, Cooper in, massively. You know, this, think, this is working. I think what, the, what it's also done, formation-wise, is um, it's allowed us to put two up top, which kind yeah. of frees up Andre Ayew to, to take up more goal-scoring positions going forward. We, we've spoken quite a bit this season about an imbalance in the team, where we've had Ayew played out right, and whether we've had yeah. Steenor or anyone else who played up left. And we've said quite a lot of times that we've struggled with width. And all of a sudden, we've kind of fixed the problem with width by removing yep. our wingers. Yeah. We've kind of removed our wingers. But what that's allowed to do is Robert's asking for forward match, which is the best part of this game. And all of a sudden, he's, you know, he's a different player. Bidwell, I didn't think Bidwell would take the system as well as he's done. He's been absolutely superb. He's, he's been blown me away. He's absolutely blown me away. Since switch. And we've yeah. got all the back. You know, where he struggled in a two in defence. I hope that doesn't come back to bite us more again. But in three, he's been absolutely incredible, both on the ball and without it. Um, and like you said, you know, we've got AU more centrally, which is where he wants to be as well. So I think we've looked more balanced. We're no longer leaving Connor Roberts on his own. You know, if you remember the game against Wigan at home, for example, when AU's gone centrally, and then we've been left with no right winger, no kind of protection, we've kind of fixed that already by allowing Roberts to engage a bit further up. So in in Guerhi's defence, though, I, I think. He's he's probably used to you know as used yeah, to playing in four years of three. I think I think what happened with with him is when he came in he came into the, t- the side at a time where we just weren't playing well. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know and, and you're looking yeah. at you're looking at your centre half bringing the ball up from the back. Um, you know I'm, I'm thinking back to games of the Liberty early on for us 
and you'd be bringing the ball at the back and, and we'd just be playing against teams that are sitting deep. And we weren't really, you know, moving them about enough to create space. So I think, I, I don't know, I, I just think he came in, he came into the team at a point where, you know, it's probably really difficult to settle into the side. And it's played uh, professional games as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a 19-year-old lad when he came in. But what, what I'm sort of angling at is that I think if, if he was to spend another season with us, going into next year, I think if we would put him back in the back four, I think we'd see a different sort of player. We we'll certainly see one that's got more confidence, wouldn't we? So we'll hopefully we'll see that now on the weekend, judging by what we think the formation is going to look. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, going yeah, back to, to to Jake Bidwell there as well, right? No, I I've been very sort of open with my criticism, and some of the criticism early on in the season, I you know I I was quite harsh and. Um, basically, in a nutshell, said he's just not good enough. And this system now, I honestly think now, we, we couldn't do without him. He's just, like, oh, what game was it recently now? When, uh, who was it? Leeds. He, he just, he was unbelievable. It's the best performance I've seen of him. He was just unplayable. He was beating them to the ball. He was sprinting up that line. He's not the quickest player, but he was winning all the sprints. He was winning every... He lost one header the entire game. He was winning all the headers in their box. He was all he was all over the pitch. I just thought, oh my God, who is this player? He's become dependable, isn't he? I think that's the best yeah. way I would describe him. He's dependable yeah. I, I always, I always obviously jokingly referred to him as he reminds me of Kevin Austin, but it, it's very similar in terms of he just depends on well and you know what you're going to get from him. But I think you put him in a system which protects him first and foremost and lets him get forward. He's not afraid to get forward and he's got a bit of quality when he's there. Yeah, um, his, his crossing's not bad. Yeah, exactly. His crossing is great. I, I, I think, think what works for a full back is, is when you're playing wing back and you're going forward, there's less pressure on you. Um, yeah. If, if, if you're a fullback making an overlapping run in a, in a, a four-man defence, you know that if that cross isn't on point, you are vulnerable to a counter-attack, yeah. given that you've left two centre-halves uh, and Matt Grimes, for example. Which is where we've been caught as well. You know, you yeah, yeah. Games like Stork and look, game as where, you know, just, just having the extra centre-back to counter that counter-attack just... Just kind of takes the shackles off your wing backs in terms of them having the confidence to just try and whip a ball in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's working at the moment. Uh, how long for? We'll see. Was it? Was it against Leeds again as well? He was making players and all sorts. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this, this is pr- not Jake Kidwell. Yeah. 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 Just needs to have a few shots now, and and there uh, he, he's literally he's a poor man's Roberto Carlos. Yeah. Do, do, do you think he's putting his name down for free kicks? <laughs> Outside the boot. I take him as a left footer because, to be honest, Grimes' free kick, uh, you know, his free kicks haven't been the best. His shooting this season has not been great. I think no. after Bruce does effort in Millwall, I don't think Grimes is going to sniff, though, is he? No. Uh, Grimes is going to sniff. He hasn't scored all season, he? Grimes, bless him. Bruce, Bruce still. Um, what's that? Ten, yeah. No, did he get a penalty early oh, on in the season, Grimes? Grimes, I'm not sure. Oh, was it, or am I confusing him with last season? I can't remember. Yeah, he scored the last season. Yeah. And he scored a few last season. Yeah, he, he scored against Man City last season, didn't he? Yeah. Well. Yeah, he scored a couple last year, but um, I don't know if he scored this year. I, I thought I'd read somewhere that he hadn't, but... He might well have not. 
have we had Andre taking him? I know we've had Baston yeah. took one, didn't he? Well, Baston took them at the start, and I know Andre's taken quite a few. That's right. Um, That's right. has been on the pitch, but I, I like to. I like I always like to see striker take him. Get those numbers yeah. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully, he'll be back next season as well, Brewster. Talk talking the press that we've um, inquired about taking him for another year. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, but with all of them, actually. Regardless, yeah, I think the problem we've got is going to be division, isn't it? I think if you're in the championship, I think you could. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if you've seen like Woodman's Instagram posts and stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he'd be either permanently or certainly back on loan. Um, yeah. I, I don't know whether Wilmot will not be back. Obviously, Gray he has the option for the extra twelve months, regardless of the division. Um, but I'd love to see Gallagher and Brewster back. But if we go up, I think there's a limit, isn't it? If you go up on how many domestic yeah. loans you can have. Um, it's a smaller limit. So, so to wrap it up, then, guys, um, what's everyone's plans for the Sunday? Everyone's getting a few drinks in and uh, hopefully celebrating. Or... So I'll be recovering from a walk at Penavan. Nice. And uh, hopefully just watching the game quietly. Yeah, no. And uh, working Monday, so I don't want to go daft. <laughs> There's um there's a couple of strongbows that Clark you've left in my fridge. Um, not that I'm a strongbow fan, but I'll kind of drink anything. You know? That's been the way during lockdown is I've kind of opened myself up to any alcoholic beverage available. Gone through them all. I, I could have done with the game being an earlier kick off because I'm just trying to fill my day to avoid as many nerves as possible. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's, that's what I was drinking. 70% ethanol. <laughs> Wayne Routledge, renew contract or not to renew? Got to, now he surely. For a year. No, I don't think... No one else is going to take him. I know that sounds bizarre, but for the age he is, and he comes with no sell-on value, I don't think anyone else would take him. So why would he uproot for the sake of a one-year contract elsewhere where he's not guaranteed to play anyway? He might as well sit on our bench for another year. He'd, pro- he'd probably argue that with Angel Rangel, though. Who's had a partner's injury for two good seasons elsewhere. Yeah. I, 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 I think if, if, we, if we go up, I don't see us renewing the contract. The way, the, way I, the way I see Routledge, right, and I sort of compare him with Dyer because sort of, they were similar back in the day. For me, Dyer's legs are gone now. And he hasn't really adapted his game. Routledge has adapted his yeah. game. He's a very clever player. He's always and, been the more clever, more intelligent player. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's he's still quite quick. He's not slow. Mm. He's certainly not slow. He's got plenty to offer, I think, still. Although, although yeah, my, respect, my, my respect for Nathan Dyer has shot up in the last few days. I went on Mumbles of the Boys the other day. There's no parking spaces anywhere until Nathan Dyer pulled out and then have his space. Ah, uh, sweet. And I seen okay. and I seen Ben Cabango on Abraham Beach. Yeah. So there we go. Right, wrapping it up, then, boys. Um, let's hope we're all celebrating on Sunday. Yeah, nice time to catch up, boys. Hopefully, the next podcast we record will be well, either playoff final or Premiership. We'll do it from outside Wembley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, boys. See you, boys. <laughs>
uh, if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking with us. Um, apologies for the sound quality. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get together and record a proper episode soon. Uh, stay safe, Jack Army, and hopefully we're all celebrating uh, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah.